Welcome back to Granted Spirits Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lynn, and today we're going to continue to talk about water, but this time we're going to go so far deep into water, it's going to be amazing. Um, so we're going to talk about water as being powerful, as powerful as uh, waves on the ocean floor. Like they are, can just be so massively powerful while also being super beautiful at the same time. We're also going to be talking about patience in water. So I'm thinking like glaciers, how they are just so patient being frozen for hundreds of millions of years. Um, or even just like the patience that water in the freezer has to like endure to become a different state, to change, to become um, like a new state of being. Then we're also going to talk about peace. And so the water that I'm thinking of for this is kind of like that um, Instagram post that I posted about um, the river at Big Sur and how this water, the way it moves, it just looks so peaceful. Or even when you have like water in your glass, it just looks so peaceful. Or if you're looking at a lake, um, I would dare say even the ocean, it's very peaceful. Um, but what's so cool about that piece is that um, you you feel almost like it's been like reflected back to you. Um, and as it's moving, like you're moving, um, but it's also being still and how like you should be still. And so it's just like really cool, like that dynamic that you get from just staring at water. Um, but yeah, all of this to say uh, that we're going to be looking at water, understanding all the different changes and the key is how it applies to you. Um, so this week I have really, that's like, what's cool about like being on the spiritual journey and like sharing it with you is because, um, like it's like, I have like these goals and like, okay, I have to set out to do this, this, and this, but sometimes I just get sidetracked, um, because the universe is something else planned for me, something even better. Um, and so a long time ago when I was doing the chakra series, I said that like I was like good on my sacred chakra. I think that was the one that I took the least amount of time in, um, where I was like the heart one, like literally took like a month and a half. Um, but I always felt like I was like good with my sacral, not sacral, with my solar plexus chakra. Um, and then turns out I wasn't because it literally like was activated just this week. And so, so it kind of like shifted things um, for me. I didn't get to try all of the things um, in the Bewitching the Elements book that I wanted to, to connect with water. Uh, the ones that I did, I will definitely share with you. But the main focus of today's episode is going to be how we, how we can go to water to develop change within ourselves like how can what can we learn from water um to be the best you that you can be and I know I have an episode it's already called that like being the USD you um but this time it's different because this time it's it is like partly like how you act with others but I feel like this time it's like so much more it's like so much more deep because it's more like um, like allowing yourself like that light inside of you to shine. I mentioned that I love that song. Um, I have a light, um, by Casey Musgrave on her newest album. And, um, 
how like that song like really inspired like this whole like the new era of grounded spirits um but I just like literally woke up one morning and I like had this whole animation in my head so I'm gonna like go in and like describe it to you um in the episode and I'm putting it in the in the intro um just in case anybody out there is an animator and could do this uh, make this animation I think that would just be the coolest thing ever so uh, if you're an animator or you want to listen more stay tuned or if you are um just wanting to learn more about how what like what and how we can learn from water um please stay tuned I have a lot to talk about today So we're going to begin with water as being powerful. So already with just that sentence, I'm sure in your head you're thinking like, yeah, like water is super powerful. Like look at the waves, like they can be super powerful. They can like move you around or even like a tsunami that can like be detrimental to us, you know, because like the water is just so powerful. But even a water droplet is powerful. And I think that's super important to like to consider because like a tsunami that's like a bunch of like a billion like you can't even like think of the number of water droplets that it would take to form a tsunami so like you could think of that like we're an individual water droplet and so with a lot of people we could like really ignite change you know but sometimes we don't have like access to billions of people um to like make a certain change but well, my point is here is that even like a water droplet can be so powerful. And the example that I have is in a cave, the stalagmite. So it's like the water that passes through the limestone and calcium and it like solidifies. And over a long period of time, you they it forms like these really beautiful stalagmites, which are just like kind of like limestone columns, I guess is the big way to put it. But it looks so cool. It's kind of like icicles a little bit, but like reversed. <laughs> but I'll put pictures up on the website so you can see it but what my point is is that even like a small water droplet can make such a difference um and just that like water is so powerful like even like a river like a river can be super peaceful and calm but then if you have like um like the rapids and stuff then they can also be detrimental so I guess my point is is that you don't want to mess with water um Sorry, like right when I said that, I was like, yeah, you don't want to mess with water because like you can literally die in anything. Um, like you could die like in a bucket or just like a bucket of water. If like you can't get out, like you're dead. You need air. So just like super interesting how water is. So um, talking about water, um, I've already talked about like ocean Aphrodite in the last episode, talking about how they are like the divine feminine um I want to say like incarnate but like not incarnate (laughs) but um but but yeah they embody the divine feminine energy better way of putting it and um so I wanted to do like a deep dive on um Aphrodite in Gabby's book Bewitching the Elements she refers to Aphrodite as Venus um so that's like all cool like for her but um my one of my spirit guides is Aphrodite 
And I've talked about this before. Um, I'm just going to do like a quick recap of how this whole thing came to be and how I know she's one of my spirit guides. Um, it started off when I did a like meet your spirit guides um, like YouTube meditation. And so I did that. And at that time, she didn't tell me her name. She just said it started with an A. And, but she was wearing, it was like weird. Like they take you like in the meditation, they like take you in. I'll try to find it and post it on the, um, on the website. But they take you into this, like you open a door and it's supposed to be like this like paradise kind of place, like a jungle with like a river flowing down. And it's like very like magical. Like you can like, <laughs> like see like the fairy, like fairy dust. And so I really feel like that's like what, what fairies are. Um, at least that's what it, like, it felt like when I was there. Um, it felt like fairies were kind of just, like, flying around, but they were just, like, so beautiful that they looked like dust. But, like, in a beautiful way. And I feel like I'm not, like, giving it justice. But anyway, then I, like, walked down these stairs, and I was, like, sitting at this bench, and then, um, like, the voice for the meditation was, like, um, turn around, like, you're sitting on the bench, and then you turn around, and then you see your spirit guide. And so I saw this, like, woman, she had, um, like, very, very, like, pale, like, white skin, um, and she had this, like, beautiful, like, golden, golden brown color hair, but it was so golden that it was, like, more, like, orange or red, um, than the brown, but it was the, yeah, she had, like, really beautiful long hair, um, and she was wearing this really pretty, like, ornate dress. Um, it was like very floral and yeah so we talked for a bit and I just like felt like an overwhelming sense of love and um and then I asked her for her name at the end and she just said it it starts with an A I'll tell you more later and I was like okay and that was it the first time I met her then any time that I did um, meditation, I could, like, feel her, like, her, that same energy, like, watching over me and, like, protecting me, um, because that was at a time where I was not so much in a good place. I feel like that was, like, the, my, like, um, what do they call it, like, the dark shadow of the night or something like that? I don't know, I probably said that wrong, but um, I feel like I was, like, in that period, and... So, yeah, so I really felt, like, her protective energy. Then, um, I was just, like, randomly on TikTok, and someone did, like, a little, like, thing about Aphrodite, and honestly, I had never even heard of Aphrodite. I mean, I had heard of her, but it was mostly just, like, in school, like, in Greek mythology, not so much, like, her as a person, but just, like, her as, what like, what she stood for, um, like, I knew that she was, like, the goddess of, like, beauty. I feel like that's, like, the only thing I really knew, before I watched this video on TikTok. Anyway, the video, like, um, talked about her, how she was, like, the goddess of love and the sea and sexuality and beauty and all that kind of stuff. And, and then at the end, they showed up, they showed a picture of her. And I was just floored because it was a picture of the woman that I had just met um in my meditation like she literally looked identical to like how I had envisioned her so it was just like really crazy like how that happened and it was like so soon after I had done that meditation 
Anyway, fast forward a couple months later, um, this is like before we got the house and I was living with my parents. And I woke up strangely at, at 521. I remember it because that is when my sister is born. Um, and I was like, maybe this is like a message for her, um, not for me because I just, this time I didn't like really see her. I kind of like felt her energy, but it was like, it kind of felt like a shadow. Um, I just like felt like a person like watching over me. Um, and so I like, strangely woke up because it was like a full on, like fully alert awake. It wasn't like a groggy, like when you first open your eyes, I was like, whoa, like you're here. And it took me a while to, like, recognize her because, like I said, I thought it was, like, a shadow person. And then when I, like, like opened my eyes and, like, saw her, I was like, oh, okay, it's you. And all she said to me was, the revolution is here. And she disappeared. And I was, like, so shocked by that because I didn't know, like, what that meant. Like, the revolution is here. Like, what does that even mean, you know? Um, and to this day, I still don't really know what it means. Um, the only thing that my sister and I could like really think of, cause it was like, it was during Lions, Lionsgate and, um, like maybe like this is like our sign to jump timelines. Um, cause there was a lot of that going on around that time for me. And, and so that's like how I decided to take it. And so then for Lionsgate, which is happens to be my birthday, um, I really felt feel like I did jump timelines. Um, and just like little things have changed. Like my zip code of the new house. It was a different number before. Um, because I remember it was a different number. Because I remember looking up. Like in the reverse. It was an angel number that kept popping up for me around that time. And so it was like really like, like shocking. That it was like in my zip code. But then after my birthday, when and after like, we moved in and everything, the angel number wasn't there anymore. So it was like very strange. So it's like one indication that I jumped timelines and there have been like others, but um, that was like the big one. But my point is, my point is, is that um, Aphrodite, um, she is goddess of the sea and... I'm going to um, to read a little bit from um, Gabby's book. This is on page 196. So um, the reason, I didn't even talk about that, I'm sorry. Like the reason why we're talking about Aphrodite and why I went through that whole story was to show that the wa- water is powerful. And what could be more powerful than a Roman goddess, the goddess of victory. Like, I feel like you can't feel more empowered after a victory, right? So, so yeah, so I'm going to read um, a little bit about this. So, she is the goddess of receiving. Like the chalice and like the queen of cups, this goddess of love is intrinsically and unequivocally tied to the emotional range and depths of the most divine nature. Venus leads you to find the indulgent jungles in your inner world, and through her, you can be guided deeper into your heart center. So, where do we go from here? So, how does this show that we're being powerful? So, I feel like what could be more powerful 
than being tied to the emotional range and depth because, okay, so we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that we're all a song. And so when we have our ups and our downs, that's like the song, like just like when we, when we talk, like the waves, you know, like sine, cosine, all the waves that goes up and down. Well, by learning to, I don't want to say control, but to manage our emotions, to still feel them and to fully be present, but to not dwell on them and to not overthink them. And I love how Gabby writes here that, um, that Venus leads you to find the indulgent jungles of your inner world. So like jungle turns out, did you know this? Jungle the word jungle comes from an Indian word meaning like um, impenetrable. And so Englishmen took that word when they were looking for um, for rubber and they decided to call like a forest a jungle when there's like a bunch of vines and it's like very hard to like get into it. Um, and so I actually really like that Gabby used that word here because indulgent jungles. So it's like, we want to get to know ourselves. We want to be able to understand our inner world and to understand our emotions. Um, but it's very hard to do that. And so I feel like that's the power in it. Like once you find your power within yourself, that you don't need external validation, which I feel like is so hard. And like, here's the thing that I, like really gets me. Like we... Okay, so I'm a millennial, and I feel like this could probably be a complete fallacy because I've, it's not like I've studied it or even asked that many people, but I feel, based on my Instagram feed, that a lot of millennials and just, like, people in general just seek external validation. Like, how do we get to the point? My whole point is, how do we get to the point where we all need this external validation? Like, where does this come from? Like, why didn't we learn early on? Like, even from like, our parents or grandparents or great-grandparents? Like, why didn't they learn this? That we don't... That no one cares. Like, everyone's like... How do I put this? Like, um... I feel like grandparents are very judgmental. Like, oh, like, what will the rest of the family think of this or of that or whatever? And it's like, honestly, nobody gives. Like, honestly, nobody cares. Like, if you just, like, focus on you, yeah, people still still will talk. No matter what you do, people are going to talk. And I feel like that's something that, like, we all just, like, need to learn. Like, so many fights could be avoided if we just learned that, like, people are going to talk no matter what you do. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's a great song by All Time Low. I'm going to post that too because that's a great song. Um, but, but yeah, like, I'm like, okay. But I just wanted to write that, damned if I do, damned if I don't. Because it's true, you know? And where was I going with this? That we just need to, like, find the power to just, like, rely on ourselves and to rely on our own um, indulgent jungles of our inner world. And that's, like, what we can learn from Aphrodite, um, who was born of sea foam after Saturn, the god of agriculture, castrated his father, Uranus, god of the sky, whose blood fell into the sea, giving birth to this deity.
Venus is the cosmic reflection you see when you stare into the mirror. She is love, and like her, your love is infinite. So, um, so now what can Aphrodite teach us? She teaches you of the strength of the element of water. So again, the whole powerful and everything we've been talking about. Helping you to shed fear about the darkness that comes with the depth. So, okay, this is the way that I imagine it. And it's actually, I started thinking about this after I watched the show um, Inside Job. It's on Netflix. 100% recommend. So good. But anyway, um, I don't think I'm spoiling anything. But she, um, one of the last episodes, she goes into her own mind. And I love how they portrayed her mind. It literally just looked like, um, like a bulletin board. And so she had like a bunch of different posts and they were all like Polaroid pictures just like um, posted up there and like held together by string. And this is like what I started like thinking about like, hey, so how's my brain organized? And the best way that I could come up with, because I kept thinking like it's just a computer, like you have like a search bar and you just like type whatever you want because I feel like I'm like super organized that everything is just like perfectly in its space. Um, but then, ever since I started this spiritual journey, I have, like, when every time that I like go deep inside of myself, it always feels like I'm entering this like restricted level, and there's like stairs, and at the bottom of the stairs, like this like this door, and you open the door, like down there is where like this like hidden trauma or like repressed memory or something or other like that um in the show inside job her repressed slash traumatic memories they were it was like a um a polaroid that had like an x on it or it it was like blurred out or it had like the caution tape um but yeah for me it was always like walking down like a corridor and then I'm like, yeah, that is kind of like how I feel like with my memories too. It's kind of like like a corridor and it has like all these doors. But then I was like, but then how, how would like this whole computer thing like fit into that? Um, and so then it all like clicked into me. It's literally, my mind is literally Monsters, Inc. Like you have the computer and whatever memory you want, you just like search it up and then in comes the door. But you have the choice if you want to, like, do it that way or if you want to walk down the corridor of all the doors lined up. Um, and so to get into one of those, it's, like, another door that you would look up. Like, this is, like, the time period that I want to look into. Or these are, like, the repressed memories that I want to look into. Um, and then you just, like, jump in there. Um, yeah. So all of that to say that... Every time that I felt like I was, like, going into something, it was, like, really scary. And then just this week, I was, like, why are you so scared of, like, seeing this memory? Like, what is so scary about this thing? Like, I'm just going to say it. So, I've been getting high a lot this week. (laughs) And, like, the first time that... I think I ever had like a spiritual experience was when I was high and it was with this he was like kind of a family friend um kind of a guy person 
but he was like also like into me and I, I didn't know if I was into him or not it was like kind of weird but anyway that's beside the point the point is is that he was the only person that I really knew who smoked weed and I just like really wanted to smoke that one time and so we like went into um this like alleyway and it was like super sketch like the pickup was like really sketch and then like bought it and then we were like outside of these apartments and it must have been like 10 o'clock at night it was a really like sketch environment like the vibes were so off I don't know why I decided to smoke but um but I did and I literally that was the first time I felt like I astral projected now now thinking about it like I definitely astral projected but at the time I didn't know what that was like I just felt outside of my body and I was just like standing there and just like looking up and uh, I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. I was literally just like looking up into the sky. And I just remember like coming out of my body and my body was just like frozen, just like looking up into the sky. And when I came out of my body, I like looked up like, so I'm outside of my body and like looking up and I see like angels and demons, like all fighting each other. But it was really, now that I think about it, it was really just, like, yin and yang, like, going in circles. Because it, I just remember, like, the white and the and the dark. And then, like, I thought of that at that time, like, angels and demons. But, yeah, it was literally just yin and yang. It's a bunch of yin and yang just, like, circling around. But the point is, I was super scared. And I, that night, I really thought I was going to die. Um, like, I even, like, wrote it, like, in my, like, notes. It's getting super dark. I don't know why I'm saying all this. That's the thing about, about being on the podcast. So, today, I had, like, a lot of, like, self-doubt. And I don't even know where it really came from because I feel like I, like, I had been working so hard on, like, loving myself and, like, being happy of, like, where I'm at and everything. But before I recorded today, I was, like, I had just so much self-doubt. But what's wild is right now I was, like, looking up the pictures to, like, get these three Ps. Oh, I didn't even say that. These three Ps come from the Seeds of Devotion. And it was just, like, really cool how I decided to, like, think of those three Ps and then how it all relates to water. And so thus just saying that, like, water is God and, like, God is in our water. And it's just, like, so cool. But um, but before that... I was having um, a lot of self-doubt and then when I looked up that picture I saw because I write down like how many plays just like track and within three months I doubled the plays that I had the whole previous year like isn't that crazy so it just like make now like makes me feel like yeah like I actually like am um like on the right life path kind of a thing um, because before I was like, man, what am I even doing? Because I feel like there's so many people. See, here I am, like comparing myself. There's some people that know so much, and that's why, like lately, I've been seeing a lot of like TikToks that are like, oh, like um, post your content, post your content, and I'm just like, I want to, but like I'm scared. Like that one that I posted on Instagram, like I got like over three thousand views, and. I don't know, like, it made me feel, like, really weird, like, strange that, like, oh my gosh, like, 3,000 people have seen my face, and, like, yeah, it just, like, really, like, got to me, and, like, I didn't really know how to feel, like, should I be happy about that, should I feel, like, weird about that, like, I was just, like, really confused, and then it made me think about, like, when I was little, um, I had the opportunity to do, I did a Twix commercial when I was young, and then the agent um, wanted to sign me so that I could, like, work on Disney Channel. And I was in fourth grade. And I wanted to more than anything. 
Um, but my mom was like, no, like, we're not, we're not going to like uproot our family and go to chase some wild dream. So we didn't do it. And I feel like there was always a part of me. I don't know why my voice did that. Um, but, um, there's always a part of me that was like, I wish that I had like pursued that, like imagine where I'd be now. But now that I'm 20, almost 30, um, I'm like, I'm super glad that my mom didn't do that. Like, I'm really glad that I'm not in the spotlight. Because, like, if I'm freaking out about 3,000 views, like, how am I ever going to, how would I have ever done that? Like, to be, like, famous like that? But then also, like, um, I feel like I also, like, 3,000 isn't even that much. Like, there are people out there that have, like, over a million views on the video, And I feel like a lot of people want that. You know, a lot of people are, like, going for that. To have a viral video. Like, that's a good thing. So then it made me start thinking about, like, well, what does viral even mean? Like, what, like, why, why do people gravitate to certain videos? Like, is it the vibes? Because, like, we've said, like, everything is vibrational. And what I came up with was just that people relating. And so with people relating to something and that's how something becomes viral. So I feel like that is God. And at this moment when I like came up with that, I like looked over and I'm supposed to, this is like a, one of those like calendar things where you have like a new like message every day. Um, and I never change it. (laughs) And so this is still from October 7th. But for some reason, this quote just like really got me today. It says, God wants to be loved for himself, but that is only part. He also wants us to know that when we have him, we have everything. And what's so cool is that God is within us. And so, yeah, part of us, we want to have to have a viral video for ourselves to like make us feel good about ourselves, so I feel like this is like very like solar plexus energy and it was so cool because as this was happening like my solar plexus was like lighting up um but that's only part of it I feel like the reason why we want to like create content and why we want to um like put ourselves out there and why I feel like I sometimes like give too much information on this podcast about like my personal thoughts and feelings and everything and like sometimes like when I'm speaking on here it really just feels like word vomit just like comes out and sometimes I'm like oh man like should I have said that but I feel like by being like my authentic self I feel like you can't really go wrong with that um and so so yes, like kind of like this thing, like I feel like, yeah, people make content for themselves, yes, but then it's also so that we can like feel connected as like a human species because I almost deleted that video when I was talking about like the whole twin flame thing um, because I was like, I don't know how it's going to come across um. Because, I don't know, just the way I said it, I felt like, I don't know. I just, I just didn't know how I felt about it. 
But then as I was going to delete it, I heard a voice say like, no, like that could that maybe someone else is feeling that same way. And wouldn't you like it if you could like have if talk to somebody else that was like feeling the same way you were feeling? And I'm like, yeah, that's true. And so I left it. <clears throat> and so that's what I feel like is so cool about this generation and why I wrote that piece. Um, on the uh, on the website, it's a blog piece that um talks about the social dilemma, and how like no like I really feel like it's God, who sends these different things to us like the algorithms that like Facebook and Instagram create and everything like. Yes, they it's like a computer thing, but there's God is in everything, so. God really does, um like, give us what we need at that moment, and so I think that that's, like, really cool and really special, um, so, yeah, so, it says, he also wants us to know that when we have him, we have everything, so that, like, I feel like that's why we continue to make things, and why, um, yeah, it's just, like, how everything, like, kind of comes together with, like, every, everybody's connected kind of a thing. That's what I'm trying to get at. But back to what we're talking about with um, Aphrodite, that she helps us shed fear about the darkness that comes with depth. So when we go deep inside of ourselves, we are actually, like, tugging at this, like, heart center, I really feel like we talk about like our memories, like being in our brains, if um, in the hippocampus to be specific. But I honestly feel that memories come from your heart, and the reason for that is that when you think about a memory, um, so this also happened this week. Um, like I said, I was like kind of having self-doubt and everything and I felt like the voice in my head say like, don't worry, like you're going to get through this. Like this is, this is your path. You are going to like do amazing things. And then it made me realize that I've been hearing that voice my whole life and all it is is my future self telling me now and all of like my past selves. Because I remember hearing it all growing up, that voice. And it's literally my future self. Um, and so that's why when this um, this guy in college, like he's literally just like some random guy in college. Like I don't even talk to him anymore. And I don't know why his opinion mattered to me so much. Like I, did, I wasn't into him at all. But he said like, oh yeah, like you're going to do amazing things or something like that. And I can't even think of the right words. But I remember exactly what he was wearing when he told me and I, like, remember, like, I obviously can remember it, like, 12 years later. And and what's interesting is that I can only remember the feeling. Like, the feeling I can remember exactly, but I can't really remember the words. And that goes to say that, like, everything comes back to the feeling, to the emotional part of it. And... That's like I feel like that's like where your power lies to like hold on to these feelings that's where we get like there's all these memories come from it's all in your heart, and so when you are like going into yourself into that um what was it indulgent jungle um 
like it seems hard, but I feel like when you're going to it with love and like with Aphrodite's help, you're going to be victorious and that's how you're going to feel empowered. And so, yeah, so all of this to say that water is so powerful that you, you can literally be a wave. And that like brings me to, it's like this really great quote um, about like the moon. I'm going to butcher it, but I'll put it on the website. It goes something like, the moon is, um, like, she, like, does her own thing, um, yet she still, like, makes waves. Like, just by being herself, by rotating around the earth, she makes waves. And, like, how special is that? You know? Um, so, yeah, so you can make waves just by being you. And, that, yeah, that's just, like, super powerful. But it all comes down to the emotions that I'm talking about. And so, like, water is sentient. Water does hold on to the emotion. That's why you can talk to your water. And it will literally, like, help you, like, at a cellular level. level. Um, so, yeah. That is it for being powerful. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about water as being patient. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so now for patience. Patience is the hardest thing in the entire world, in my opinion. Um, so I've talked about patience before as well, as far as like the sunrise and sunset, how it like literally takes forever um, once it starts getting light out for like the actual like sun itself to come out and vice versa at sunset. The sun goes away, but then it's still light out for like a solid half hour to 45 minutes after. Um, and it just requires like a lot of patience. Um, with that said though, um, the other day my husband and I were outside just staring at the sunset and that's like when it dawned on me that we're all main characters. And so just kind of, it has to do more with the powerful ones. That's why I'm saying it now. Um, and then I'll go back to the patients, but but yeah, I guess so, so my, my recap of being powerful is that we are all powerful in our own right. You know, like we're all God. So that's like when I had that quote about God, like I literally mean all of us. And when I say like how I felt like my future self was telling me that like I'm going to be successful in the future, that's literally all of us. And Florence Govashin gives us plenty of examples of how that is the case when you align yourself to um, to your manifestations, like that is how, um, you're going to feel powerful. Um, but then also the fact that we are all the main character right now on TikTok, or just like, not right now exactly, but it's been a thing that it's like, oh, main character energy. But the thing is that we're all main characters. We all have wants and needs and drama and love and all of the other things that the movies are based off of. Um, like we all have that. So we're all the main character. And I think that's so cool. Like I love, I've always considered myself as Leo, as a Leo sign, sign, I've always considered myself a main character, but it's like really cool to like, see like myself as like my husband's best friend kind of character or like as a side character in my, in my other friends or like sisters or parents story 
And I think that's really cool. And then this like super trippy thing. I really hope I screenshot it. Um, I saw this thing on Facebook because I'm part of like a um, book reading kind of like thing together. Um, it's like a group on Facebook and um, it was literally the coolest thing in the entire world. It was like a super trippy thing. And of course, I did not take a picture of it. But it was like, imagine like your life is a story and somebody and somebody comes to the door and they're like oh like I don't like how you did this like I want a better ending or something like that where like they literally come at you because of um like what you're doing in your life because it's literally being written and it just like goes with the whole thing that's probably true like you see that uh, that whole um idea being done in once upon a time um and a lot of other ones like your every single word that you say in Loki he talks about this like every word that you say it's like already written or it's being written as you say it and then it was like plot twist imagine like your favorite character from one of your favorite books comes and tells you this like that'd be so cool like you're reading about their life and they're reading about your life and so you're just like connected through these like multiple dimensions and I thought that was like a really cool idea but I just wanted to just like hound that point down that we're all powerful and we can be like water where we can um, make a big difference even if we are just a droplet or if we can like unite with others that are like us to form um, a wave or a tsunami but we can be we can make waves ourselves too um so yeah, that's what we could learn from water as far as being powerful. Um, so now back to patience. So um, we talked about like the sunrise and sunset, like with being patient for all of that and like waiting for things, like good things to happen. And I feel like that's like very true of um, like manifestations. And so we're going to read um, how Venus teaches us about that as well. So It says, Venus teaches you what it means to embody your divine essence. Through honoring your emotional nature and giving and receiving pleasure and love with ease, grace, and joy. And I really like the way that she, like, consolidated a bunch of different ideas into one sentence. Because um, we learned about giving and receiving with Florence Scovel Shin and how, in the game of life and how to play it, um, and how... You could, if you feel like you're always giving and you're not receiving, that's on you because you're not asking for it. And that goes back to the song Taste. Um, I'll also put that on the website. It literally says, um, we, exp- okay. we experience the love that you think you deserve. And um, I keep saying that today. And um, uh, I'm noticing this part though. It goes, uh, we experience the love that we think you deserve and da-da, didn't know much of this world till I met you. Um, yeah, so the whole point is that we experience love, the love that we think we deserve. And so if you don't think that you deserve to be receiving pleasure, then you're not going to receive it. Um, it really is about how like your perspective and how you frame things in your mind because like we are so powerful like we are literally god like we have a piece of god in us and um, we're made up 
of elements of God. Like all of our cells as has a little piece of God in there too, you know? And so we just really need to embody this divine essence. Embody us being God. And honoring our emotional nature, being patient with ourselves. Because sometimes when we're, um, like for me, for instance, with yelling, I get so fired up as a double fire sign and I just yell. And I get so mad at myself for yelling. Um, I feel like today's like a walk down memory lane, but when I was with my parents, like, my dad was just like, he was just like teasing me and I had just had a day and I literally went off on him and I like, it's like one of those, like, I wish I didn't say it, but I was like, um, like I'm no longer a little girl and, um, like I want, I, cause at that point I just wanted him to see me as an adult who can like make her own decisions and everything, but by saying that, I literally crushed him because he's so he obviously he like he still sees me like as like daddy's little girl kind of thing, and like I wish I could take that back, um, but obviously we can't. But even like when I said it, and I don't know if I talked about this on here, but even when I said it, like I really felt like my throat chakra like open up and like um heal a little more because I was able to like let go of that energy again water like being like letting go and everything but um so like I I'm glad in a way that it happened because I feel like I was able to like I've never talked back before and so it was like empowering to be able to like stand up for myself I think I took it too far and so all of that goes to say that like honoring your emotional nature I need to like honor the fact that I get so fired up, but to put that energy somewhere else where I'm not yelling and saying things that I don't mean or like don't mean to like come across in a certain way um, while still accepting my emotions and feeling them fully. Um, and then this last part with um, love and ease, grace and joy we're going to save that love part for the peace side. <laughs> um, yeah, so being patient. So this is the one that I equated with, like, the glaciers. Um, their glaciers are, like, patiently just, like, waiting. Um, I kind of want to say waiting to be melted, but then also they could also just, like, be waiting for the next ice age to, like, feel, quote-unquote, at home again. Interesting. I don't really know. Um, what I also find to be interesting about ice is that it's a good, it's good at preserving. And I feel like that's, what's cool about patience. Like in relationships, you need patience. Um, as a teacher, like I would need patience, um, with my students, you know, or like in a relationship, you need patience with your spouse, even with your dog, you need patience, a lot of patience with the pups. Um, and I feel like all of that is to preserve and just like ice with the water, you know, like, like we use ice to preserve the food and can literally, meat can literally last six months more. Um, and the same thing goes like with our relationships. Like when you are patient, that's how you can have a relationship last years 
and that's just like super special you know and it says here so page 196 ask for what you want and accept it with gratitude venus energy is the ability to receive abundance sexually emotionally and monetarily um, when you connect with her consciousness, intention is everything. Treating yourself as divine through adornment and pleasure can help you embody your goddess essence. So again, essence, I mean, intention is everything. And I've talked about that last week about how setting an intention before everything that you do, before a meal, before you read, before you, I'm looking around my room. So I've been sewing, I've been making pillows this week and, um, yeah, like, intention is everything, but it's also, like, you're not just going to be, like, oh, I want to lose 100 pounds. Um, that was kind of drastic. I want to lose, like, 15 pounds, and um, I want it done by tomorrow. Or, actually, I just saw this um, post on Instagram. Um, I'll try to find that one. And um, let me write this down really quick. about um saying like short goals like I want to make four thousand dollars um by the next moon cycle like that's achievable like that that can come to you easily saying I want to make two million by the end of 2022 is also achievable 100 percent that's your intention you um work at it and you get all of that 100 percent it's achievable but you don't want to risk that burnout because then what? Uh, a great song by um, Tony Banks. It's called Yes Coins, and in it, it's like a, it's a, it's a literally it's like a rap, kind of a rap. She's there's a beat and she's literally just like speaking over it and she's giving these amazing affirmations and it's literally just a blow like blew my mind. It blows my mind every time I listen to it. And in Yes Coins, she says, um, like, I'm going to get money whether I work at it or not. And to get the money, um, to get money, I do not need burnout. I'm not going to have burnout. And that's just such a wild concept, especially, like, in America, because we, I feel like if you're not being productive, you're, like, like what's the point of living? It's that's how drastic it is here, and that's why we really don't take rest. We really like our breaks are very minimal, like the whole maternity leave, all that kind of stuff is very minimal, and it has to do with this like whole philosophy of productive equals worth, and that's like a whole other thing, but just like super briefly, that so many people I know their self worth is tied to their work ethic. That's another great song by Tony Banks is worth. Instead of work, it's worth ethic. And when you do that, then you know like what you what you what's fair for you. Like you're not gonna do you're not gonna have burnout. Because like why would God give you a gift if you were gonna feel burnt out by it? You know what I mean? Like if it's a gift, it should be something enjoyable, something fun. Not something that you get tired of. Um, and then, then my, when I was telling my husband this, we came with the realization that Grounded Spirits, like making this podcast, has been my longest job. 
like, yeah, I've been a teacher for five years, but it's been at different schools. Like, I can't stay still for a long period of time. I usually have a job for, like, a year and some. Actually, when I was at the middle school, I was there last year and then a little bit at the beginning of this year. And that was the longest job. I had never, like, come back from a summer to the same school. Um... And now is that, honestly, I didn't know that I was Sagittarius moon growing up. I just found out, but it makes so much sense with that Sagittarius moon, like wanting freedom into like wanting to be a free spirit and all of that kind of stuff. But, um, I always felt like it had to do with that. But honestly, I feel like it was because it was like to show me that there's no way that I could work a nine to five for the rest of my life. Like absolutely no way. And it just, like, goes to show me that, like, doing Grounded Spirits, it's been a year and a half now. Not a year and a half. A little less than a year and a half. But this is, like, low-key, like, my longest job I've had in my life. So, like, that's pretty crazy. But it also shows, like, that, that this is my life path. That I can, like, work at this one thing. Um, and even then, like, I still have, like, other dreams and other things that I want to achieve. But... I just think, like, it's cool, like, how it's all, like, coming together. Um, Because, like, the one thing that doesn't burn me out is my whole point to that. And, um, so, yeah. So, that's what I saw about that Instagram post, that to, like, make um, goals. And so, like, you could achieve that two million, but it's really just going to burn you out and stress you out. So, instead of manifesting that, manifest smaller um, portions, and then it'll all come together. And, but patience, so back to patience, back to like learning from water and being patient. That no matter what your manifestation is, you're going to have to be patient because sometimes we want things that we're just not at that, at that level vibrationally yet. And so we, we have the ability to, to get whatever we're manifesting, um, because whatever we whatever we want, like I've said this so many times, whatever we want, there's a reason why we want that specific thing and like why that came into our mind. But um but it's all with due time and I feel like sometimes we get frustrated when we manifest something and it doesn't occur right away. So we need to learn to stay still. Oh my God, it's all coming together. So cool. So we need to learn to stay still um, where we become like ice. So that we'd be as still as ice so that we can like change our whole state of being so that we can become vibrationally, so we can match that vibrational. <laughs> Let me try it again. So that we can match vibrationally what... We want to attract it through the vibrations. That still didn't really work out that well. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just need to like raise our vibrations to get what we want. So yeah, so that's all about like being patient and, and yeah, and just becoming like ice, which I feel like can be like a super good thing because like when it's hot out, do you not want to have ice? One hundred percent, you want ice. Um, yeah. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and then the last but not least, we have peace. All right, so last but not least, we have peace. 
And so with peace, you think about, um, I think, I'm going to say for me, like literally looking at any body of water, I'm like, that is just so peaceful. It's just such a, like a scenic view. And I feel like that's like part of like the reason why, um, I then like incorporated it into, um, the logo and why right now, in case you don't know, um, for all the way till the end of 2021, I'm doing this thing where if you, um, tag Granite Spirits, um, in an image of water with mountains, I'm going to, like, repost it, and then to be part of, like, my story, um, highlights, so if you see anything like that, let me know, I just want to, like, collect everything, um, honestly, I don't even know why I said to the end of the year, onto it's forever, like, when, if you ever see that, like, please tag me in it, I would love to, like, put that in there, um, Okay, and so, but back to, like, peace. So, any kind of water that, for me, it's, like, a large body of water I just find peaceful. But I guess, like, even, like, a small bit of water, like, I guess, like, a pool could be peaceful, right? So, or even, like, a bath could be peaceful. So, I feel like just any, like, bit of water, and I, I want to say, like, if it's still, but, like, in a bath or a pool, but honestly, of the waves, like, waves can be super peaceful as well. So, I think what it comes down to is just, like, the beauty. And um, Gabby talks about this in her book, too. So, now we're on page 197, and she says, beauty is a fluid concept, and you have the ability and the right to define it however you see fit. What does it mean for you to feel beautiful, to feel sacred? I was going to say scared. To feel sacred. Venus asks you to embellish yourself, to love yourself, and to please yourself as you would a deity. By treating yourself as a goddess and allowing yourself to receive, you arrive at the doorstep of her temple and you have the chance to meet her directly. Carve out time to witness the beauty in your life. Take time to enjoy the ecstatic essence of dance and movement, of pleasure and romance. Indulge in the wet, flowing, and evolving energy of water and of Venus. Then she goes on to talk about the ocean, so I'm going to get to that in a bit, but I just wanted to talk about this little um, segment here. So basically that beauty is a fluid concept, and I just really love that because... um, the way that a river moves, like the water just like flows down, you know? And, but the thing is, is that any part of that river is going to be beautiful, whether that exact water molecule is there or not. And so I feel like that's really cool about ourselves. So, um, ever since I was like 12 or 13, I've worn eyeliner and it really like made me feel beautiful for my entire life. And then, um, with the whole, like, moving from the apartment to the house, but then we were, like, at our parents' houses in between, I was, like, nah, I don't need makeup, like, I'm only gonna be there for a week, but then it ended up being so much longer, but the point is, is that I really discovered to, like, love myself, um, without makeup, and so then when I put makeup on for a party that we had at the house, it was for my husband's birthday, I was, like, why am I wearing makeup? Like, I feel like, like, this is not me anymore. So it was, like, really strange to to go from I need eyeliner and makeup to, like, I'm good without anything. And 
Yeah, so the whole point is that whether the makeup is there or not, like, if you do wear makeup, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not, like, shaming you for wearing makeup or anything. But so it's just, like, with the river, regardless if that exact, like, bit of water, that water droplet is there or not, it's still going to be beautiful. And so the same thing goes, like, with makeup. Like, regardless if you um, put makeup on every day or if you don't put makeup on at all, like, you're still beautiful because you're still you because... And here's, like, where the whole, like, light thing comes in. And I know... I am aware that this is, like, more of, like, a fire reference because I'm talking about candles. But it just, like, this thing just came to me this week, so we're going to talk about it. Um, so what's beautiful of the water... Um, So whether you're staring at a lake or a river or an ocean or whatever it may be, um, it's beautiful because of the vibes that it gives off. It gives off those peaceful vibes. And I actually wanted to like read about, um, like peaceful vibes. Let me get it here. Um... Here, um, this is from Roger Butts, it's on the face, and he talks about like the radical peace. As we confront the message of the face of the other, the divine face of another, we can hear the message from the ages and from the depths um, that thou shalt not kill. And what's interesting about that is that within a face we find peace because that is God's face. Um, we find God within our face and just like how we find God within um, the body of water. And that's why you see um, like Jesus can like walk on water, like Jesus can um, can like convert water to wine. Like there's always like these water references or like how he was baptized in the river. Um, and that, like baptism in and of itself, like you literally just put water over somebody and now they are renewed they are um they are at peace you know so it's like all like very like all this peaceful imagery um and it all comes from the vibes of the whole thing the whole package together because that is like where god is and so all of this to say that like wherever god is if we just like meet god there then um that's how we'll find peace and so what's so interesting is that it's always being connected to water. So like when we talk about like self-care, like or how she's like talking about here um, on page 197, uh, she says, Venus asks you to embellish yourself, to love yourself, to please yourself as you would a deity. So all of this has to do with like self-care, you know, and so um like self-care could be like taking a bath or sitting in a jacuzzi or honestly even drinking like I know it lowers your um, vibrations and everything but there has to be a reason why when the government banned it people like rioted you know and I know it's like not a good thing and I shouldn't be like saying like oh yeah like go get plastered right now because I'm not saying that what I am saying though that there's part of like a community like when you drink and it has to do with like that liquid as weird as it may be, but, like, what do you do after you have a victory? Like, here it says, like, um, Venus is the goddess of victory. Like, what do you do after a victory? You go drink. Like, any kind of celebration, it's about drinking. And so I would like to get to the bottom of that. Like, why is that? Um, but the whole point is, like, going back to, like, that peace. Oh, because some people abuse that and they drink to get peace. 
So it actually all relates. Interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess it's like about getting, um, to that piece about like that liquid, because the thing is, is that like, um, like there's so many like drinking games, if you think about it, you know, and like what happens like during games, like that's how people like relate and like, um, become friends. And it's just like, I think that's like a beautiful thing to like be able to connect with different people. Yeah, like, I do, I don't agree with the whole, like, societal thing where it's, like, if you're not drinking, something's wrong. Um, like, you can't just, like, not drink just because you don't want to drink. But I feel like people, we have that because people want to be able to, like, connect with others. And, like, they say, like, drinking, like, lowers those. That's the thing. We're all so judgmental that we need to lower our vibration so that we're all at the same level so that we can actually communicate with each other. There, I just figured it out. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is actually a perfect segue. Um, so yeah, so that's basically it with peace. I'll read this last little bit and then I'm going to segue into um, what I was talking about before. Um, okay, the ocean is a direct line to the heart of Venus and you can visit or imagine yourself at her shore. Through the sea, you witness her eternal beauty, and through the movement of her waves and tide, you can connect to the heartbeat of the divine feminine. Whisper your secrets or anxieties and fears to the ocean and let them be released as the waves peel back from the shore. So I have so many things I want to talk about. Okay, so I'm going to write down this whole like drinking thing because that was like a big revelation. Um... But back to just this really fast, just to finish the peace section, and then I can like wrap it all up. Um, this peace section. So I forgot in my story, I forgot to talk about this part. So, um, the whole Aphrodite thing. Um, after before I had figured out that it was her. Um, like after the meditation, I had this like really weird. It was like an astral um kind of experience before I knew what that was too but literally I was like listening to like relaxing music and I was like meditating but like I was still awake but it like I don't know how to explain it but it was like a vision that came to me yeah I think that's the best way of explaining it and I was like walking up these like rocks and then I, like, looked down, and there was, like, this, like, rock formation. And there was a bunch of, like, people, like, in a circle, like, holding hands, like, running around kind of thing. It was kind of like um, Rosie, um, what's it called? Rosie. Ring around the Rosie. Yeah, it was, like, ring around the Rosie kind of when you're, like, walking around. Um, but then Aphrodite was in the middle, and so it was, like, the same woman that I had met um, from that meditation um, before I knew that she was Aphrodite. And there was somebody up there um, with me, and we were, like, going, like, towards this, like, tower. It was kind of, like, a huge, like, lighthouse type of thing. But we were, like, climbing on, like, on the outside of it. And I just remember, like, looking down, and I, like, made eye contact with Aphrodite. And that's all I can really remember. But what's wild is that one day, it was, like, so by chance, we ended up going to Santa Barbara, like, really last minute. And we ended up on the same beach. Like, it was the same rock formation, and I was on top. It was, like, a cliff. Um, and I was on top and there were stairs to go down and there was no lighthouse, but I just like remember that. And like my hand is like tingling thinking about that. Um, but it was the exact same rock formation as I had in that vision. Um, and then when I like became quote unquote, like a butterfly, I remember that, 
um it was at the beach like once the waves like came over and then I looked and then it was like a cloudy day and then after I did that the sun came out it was like perfect timing so it like all like comes together um with the heart of Aphrodite and so so yeah so through the movement of her waves and tide you can connect to the heartbeat of the divine feminine that's such a beautiful imagery so we go from having these waves be super powerful um they go to become something beautiful and peaceful like a heartbeat so then all again comes all together with like the heart center everything coming back to like the heart's chakra and everything um so whisper your secrets anxieties and fears to the ocean and let them be released as the waves feel back from the shore it's like that's just so beautiful and poetic that you could literally share anything you want with the ocean and the ocean literally cleanses you um, it takes all that negative and just cleanses it. And that's what I think is so cool. Like when we take, when we do like breath work, when you breathe in, I feel like it's like a vacuum. You're like sucking up all the negative stuff inside of your body, inside of your soul, your heart, mind. Um, and then when you breathe it out, um, when you breathe it out, it's more of like, sometimes people say like, oh, you breathe all that negative stuff out. But I like sucking it in. And then you breathe out um, light and, and peace. And I feel like just like our bodies, like that's what the ocean does. So sometimes the things that we have are too great for ourselves. Um, and so we need that ocean, that ocean to cleanse us and to revive us. And yeah. So now back to what I was saying before about the drinking and everything. Um so yeah, drinking like brings together like a sense of community and um, we all need to, since everyone is judgmental, um, even though I know that people try not to be, but sometimes it's just hard not to be. Like even in this episode, like I was comparing myself to others and I feel like it's like human nature, but the thing is that it's not, it's learned behavior and that's what I'm like so proud of our generation for like wanting to raise our future kids differently. Um, or if you have kids now, like, I feel like a lot of people are, um, are raising their kids differently than, than our parents raised us. Um, so all of that to say is that here's my animation idea that I talked about at the beginning. So I, um, woke up and I literally felt, um, oh, that was the whole thing with being high. Um, I literally felt high. And this, like, animation, it was like a vision just came to me. And it was me as a red candle. And I was shining so bright. Oh, mind you, I had just had a dream that nobody... I had, like, just woken up from a dream where nobody wanted to, like, sit next to me. And so I, like, tried to sit in the middle. And then they, like, squished me out. They, like, got closer and closer. So then I, like, felt like I was being squished. And I had to, like, get up. And so um, it was, like, a really, like... I'm gonna say, like, scary dream. It wasn't scary. It was just, like, it just, like, hit me. Because um, I've always, like, kind of felt like an outsider. But then what's weird is that I've always had at least, like, one, like, best friend. Like, it's always been, like, a best friend. I've never, I've never been one to, like, have, like, a squad or anything. But I always had, like, that one best friend. But the weird thing is that they would always leave, too. Um, and, like, only now that I'm getting older, like, it's, like, really strange. Um, because, like, you have, like like rom- romantic like you're into this person and then like they come and go like boys for me um 
But then, like, when you lose a friend, it's almost the same, like, feeling. You still feel, like, that heartbreak. You still feel like you miss them when they're not there kind of a thing. So it's, like, really interesting and in, like, how, like, we view love, especially, like, in high school. Um, but that's the point. So the point is, is that I always had, like, that one friend, but sometimes they would desert me and then I would really just, like, be alone because it's not like I ever had, like, a squad or, like, a backup friend. It was always, like, I had one friend and then that was it. And, um, like, maybe that's why... Um, I always had new friends. I don't know. But I guess uh, the point is, um, and not that you should have any backups for people. <laughs> I just thought of that. I should not have said that. But um, my dream, I mean, my vision for the animation. Um, so I was a red candle and I was shining really bright. And then everyone was like, um, like moving, like going away from me. And... And yeah, like everyone like shunned me. And then I like met this um, light, this candle who had like a really dim light. And so then I gave that, but then like that candle like wanted to like be with me. And so then I gave that candle like all of my light. Um, so, but then I was dim and so then I was sad. And so I was just like kind of like walking around, whatever. And then, um, yeah. And then I um, found this other candle that wanted to be with me. And then this candle, we ended up, like, sharing. Like, we were both dim. And so we ended up, like, sharing light. And so now we were both, like, moderately light. Um, And then that person ended up leaving, too. And then I'm, like, walking around. And then I meet this other candle whose, um, whose light is the same as mine um so we're both just like average light and then that light um saw like a switch on me that it was like you could actually be bright and then I was like no like don't turn that up because then no one's gonna like me and then the candle was like no I don't worry I got you covered and he like whips out like some sunglasses and so and then get it because like the whole like shining bright thing and then he like flicks me up to like my full like brightest and then everyone of course like comes to like get me but this time they have like pitchforks they're like out for blood and then he like the candle like gets in front of me and then I realized that that candle also had a switch to become brighter and so then I like flipped up that switch and then we were so bright that it literally like got rid of everybody like we were just too bright and yeah they were still mad but we like couldn't see them anymore because we were so bright um so so yeah so yeah that's so cool yeah so they're they're all still there but we just shine so bright that it doesn't really bother us and now we're just like together and we like have morphed into like one candle even though we are like our own separate like shining bright thing like bright light but we're like coming together to like make our dreams come true and so yeah so that's like what I want to make an animation of because that's like that's literally what happened in my life like literally like step by step of everything that's happened in my life um but the thing is is that we all have those those switches you know, and I feel like all of us 
can be super bright, but we're scared of being our true self. And that's why, like, we try to compare ourselves and, like, put each other down, all that kind of stuff. Isn't that wild? So the point is, is that we just need to find that switch in us and take from being dim, like let's crank it all the way up to 100% and be our full 100% with absolutely everybody. But I know that's hard to do. So this is what my husband and I have done. Um, I wrote down... Every single person that we both know. And honestly, if you're doing this for yourself, like, do it for yourself. Like, I'll probably, like, add to it and, like, do it for, like, my own, like, friends and who I am. Like, people that I that I know that he doesn't. But we did this together. So we just chose people that we both knew. And then, and we even did, like, ourselves. So, like, the first one is literally me and the next one's him. Like, what percentage of my true self am I around him? What is he around me? What am I by myself? Um, what am I with my sisters, with my parents, with his sisters, with his parents, with cousins, with friends, all these different people. And the thing that you want to do is you want to get up to that hundred percent with every single person. So we're writing it down so that we can track it so that we can work at it. Um, right now the book boundaries is just like popping out at me. And it's like, how can we set boundaries with these people so that we can be our full 100%? Um, so like how, yeah, how do we do that? And, and so, yeah, so I was just like something that we came up with today. And then also like, it also helps you like track like how you're becoming closer to you. Like I, um, do quarterly goals. And so, um, October, end of September, I'm like late, um, Right? Yeah, the end of September, because that's the ninth month. Yeah. Um, I'm late, but I was, I wrote this probably like last week or something, that, um, um, that I really am loving, like, getting to know me. And it's so crazy, because, like, I had all of last year with, like, quarantine and everything to, like, get to know me, but I felt like that was just the beginning. That was, like, the honeymoon phase, and, like, now we're getting into, like, the deep and dirty kind of stuff, you know? Like, why am I like this? Why am I scared of success? Why am I, like, why am I having, like, these kinds of issues? Or, like, why do I have, like, these kinds of insecurities? Um, Like, where did this all come from? Um, And so, yeah, so it's just been, like, really, like, cool to, like, get get deeper into myself, into those indulgent jungles, as um, Gabby says. Um, Yeah, so I just, like urge you to do the same you could do it through these three the um being powerful being patient and being peaceful like through these three we can really connect with water connect with aphrodite and like become our best selves uh just to to close here um aphrodite is the greek goddess of love sexuality victory beauty and glamour so like what let's be our most extra self as brad mondo says like have like our extra life um and like who cares and we need to just like i've said that so many times but sometimes i feel like i still like um sometimes i don't believe it's how to keep saying it to myself but um 
that we have to be our our most authentic self just like water is and I love how water can change into so many different things it can be um it can literally turn into air oh my gosh is that like real can someone like fact check me because like when it evaporates it goes from steam to air so is water the only one that can like go between the different elements I mean, right? Because fire can only ever be fire. Once it's out, then it goes back to it. It burns wood, burns earth. Earth can just be earth. It can be air or water. I think water is the only one that can do it. Interesting. Um, but but yeah. So water can change. That's the whole point I'm trying to make right now. Like water changes from um from a vapor to like water to ice like it has it's like one of the few that has the ability to change and morph into anything that it wants to be and it can take any shape um it can be any taste it can have any vibes it can let go it can hold on to emotions water is sentient um yeah so just water is just so amazing. So talk to your water today. Take a bath. Just rejoice in water. Um, we're so lucky to have it. And it's just a blessing in and of itself. And um, yeah. So that's the episode for today. Go connect with water. Honestly, like I said last week, there's just so much about water that I feel like I haven't even covered the surface. And I'm already three hour-long episodes deep actually more probably hour and a half now um and there's still so much more so if you want to learn more about water stay tuned I still have to go over um the three zodiac signs that are in water um which are Scorpio, Cancer, and Pisces so I'm going to do an in-depth um look at all three of them and and yeah, so that's probably where I'll go next week, um, unless something else pops up that I'm not looking forward to, um, that um, leads me down a different path like it did this week. Um, but yeah, I had those revelations this week about um, just being the USG that you can be and really healing that solar plexus. Mine's lighting up right now. Um, and yeah, just being your most authentic self. So good luck to you with all of that and I'll see you next week. Bye.